0: I really prayed about today what, what God wanted me to present and what God wanted me to talk about. And, and we're, we're living right now in a time of uncertainty in a lot of different areas, but we can always be certain on God. You know, we all agree on that. So uncertainty, perhaps depression has come into our families, perhaps and there are all kinds of things. I, I just lost my grandma uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago and my, my uncle is currently in the hospital. So we go through those things and we, we deal with hard situations and we deal with hard people, maybe we teach some of them, and um, we, we, we are in the midst of what it seems like a darkness is. And as I was thinking about this, I thought about a story uh, from a little while ago my brother, he lives on about seven acres in the middle of Newcastle, Indiana, or on the outskirts of Newcastle, Indiana. Uh, really nice little miniature farm there, and he is he is absolutely brilliant when it comes to to figuring out. Uh, you know, livestock and farming and you know, all of those kind of things. He knows all about that. He he never went past high school, but I know that whenever I'm asking questions about, you know, weeds and how to get rid of them and all of those kind of things, that I know I can go to him. So the other day we were walking around on his small little farm there, and something came to mind, and I was having some trouble with a specific kind of weed in my lawn and my little suburban lawn about 45 minutes away from where he lives. And I just asked him, I said, hey, let me ask you something. I have this weed. How do I get rid of it? And in his infinite wisdom, he looked at me just kind of funny. He says, what do you mean get rid of it? I said, well, you know, I mean, I've tried pulling it. It comes back again. I have tried spraying it with stuff. It comes back again. What, What do I need to do to get rid of this? Because it's unsightly and I don't like it. And he looks at me and he, he stopped for a moment and he said, well, I don't really know what you're asking me but what I can tell you is this. When you see a weed in your lawn, whenever you see it popping up, whatever kind it is, that actually tells you, don't start don't start thinking about how you can get rid of it. Think about what your lawn needs. So for instance, you know, maybe if it's this kind of weed, your lawn needs more nitrogen. Maybe it's this kind of weed. Maybe it needs something else. He said, maybe sulfur or phosphorus or something like that. So he goes, if you're asking me that, I can tell you what kind of fertilizers to put on your lawn so that you don't get those kind of plants. He says, but it's it's really important for you to understand that whenever you're, you're entering into that kind of conversation or that thought process, it's not necessarily about how to get rid of something. It's about what you have, what it needs. So as I, as I thought about that more, I, I thought about that phrase, and it went over and over in my mind, the weeds tell us the needs. And I feel like that we do encounter a lot in our lives in which we just wish that we could just get rid of it. You know, Whatever uncertainty, whatever valleys, whatever low points, whatever things that we're actually going through that is weighing upon us, or even that difficult person in our families or our friend, friend groups that, that we're trying to figure out, how, how do we fix them? What we really should be asking ourselves is, what are the needs here? So I'm in Romans chapter 5, and probably some of you are already ahead of me, know where I'm going with this. But I thought I'd go ahead and, and read this passage, because this really spoke to me in a time where it's really hard sometimes to have perseverance. So, Romans chapter 5 says this, starting with verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope and and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the lord through the holy spirit who has been given to us you know as a pastor i i can look out at my congregation and i can say things like cheer up smile or hey you know suffering there's meaning in suffering and and while that's true, sometimes those, those people can look back at me and I can see the look on their face and they say, well, speak for yourself. You don't know what I'm going through. You've never been exactly where I've been. You don't know what I'm dealing with in this moment. And you know what? It's absolutely right. You know, I, I know that that is right. But God tells us in his words that we shouldn't just pray to get rid of suffering or get rid of the things that we're going through. But he wants to take us through it. He wants to be with us and he wants to comfort us and he wants to grow us through those things and those hardships and those those times where we have one dollar in the bank account. We need two, or the the times where we just don't see that there is any possibility of of things getting better. And instead of that saying, God, take this away from me, maybe we can start doing the, the prayer of of thanksgiving, that he we know that he is faithful to us, and maybe the even the prayer of, Lord, can you see this through me? Can you hold my hand through it? Can you walk with me through it? So many times we, we look at God as a vending machine, a spiritual vending machine. We have needs. We put in the prayers, or we put in the coins, or we put in the offering, and we expect him just to kind of respond. And and God loves to respond to us. He'll ne- he he never wants to give bad gifts to his children. But I wonder if we were to expand our prayers today to more than just "Lord, get me out of this." You know what that what that would look like for us. Now, sometimes the suffering can be so intense. You know, if, if we've read a book like uh, *The Hiding Place* by Corrie Ten Boom or Uh Man's Search for Meaning* by by Viktor Frankl. You know, we know that those, those stories depict awful, awful suffering that we can't wrap our minds around. But even Viktor Frankl in his, in his book, A Man's Search for Meaning, talks about the meaning and purpose behind suffering and not understanding it in the moment, but afterwards being able to, to learn from it. It's really hard in our cu- culture today to talk about suffering. It's really hard to talk about going through the valleys. But I've always told people, and especially my congregation, that sometimes God puts us in the valley or leads us through the valley. So because we know what it means to be on top of the mountain. And perhaps when we're in the valley, we should be preparing in that moment for for what it's going to mean for to catch someone who's falling off the mountain. You know, maybe maybe our suffering should not be in vain, but we should we should um, ask God how we should never let that suffering go to waste. So, when we look in, in Romans chapter 5, the Apostle Paul tells us, because we know what was going on back then, you know, the, through the persecution of Christians, the killing of Christians, the, uh, the torture and the imprisonment, we know they were going through suffering. And while he was writing, you know, writing this letter to an early group of Christians who, was ex- who were experiencing that, he He could tell them with with absolute certainty that God hears their prayers, that He understands them, that he suffered and he died, and he gave his life, so that they could be saved. so so we see the kind of progression here, right? The perseverance, the character, character hope. and um and and this verse five just absolutely gets me to the core. And it says, and, Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. We see that gift. Same thing, Romans, uh, later on in Romans, right? We see the gift of God is eternal life. You know, and we, though the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God, in his presence and in his perseverance with us, is a gift to us. So when we are going through those valleys, you know, I, I think it's very important for us to to say thank you to God. Not necessarily for what we're feeling and what we're experiencing, but the fact that God is with us. So that we can go through a lot of discouragement, but just remember that that it's it's temporary, and it's not always going to be there, and that God is with you. So um, if you don't mind. I'll go ahead and kind uh, of wrap this up with prayer. Father, we thank you for this time that we can be together, um, that we can um, fellowship, that we can learn more about your word. Lord, we ask that anybody that's going through something discouraging right now, whether whatever kind of suffering or, uh, or you know, like I've said, valley, that you just touch their hearts, touch their minds, Help them to understand that you are faithful. And help them to be reminded of that. So sometimes, Lord, we we praise you in the high times, but sometimes we have a real short memory of the times in which you've been faithful before, and we've really felt you come through in a, in a real uh, in a real pinch. But Lord, we ask that you help us to regain that memory. Help us to pass on these testimonies to people who desperately need to see you working in the world around them. Help us to frame our mind in that direction. We love you, Lord. We give you all the praise. In your name we pray. Amen.